I'm Duncan McLeod, and this is the Tech Central Show, brought to you today by MTN Business. If you haven't done so already, subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash techcentral. Hit that subscribe button, and you'll never miss another episode. Now, we're going to be talking about the Internet of Things, IoT today, and specifically the Sigfox network, which was recently saved by a consortium that included some of its biggest customers. To tell us all about that and about IoT and why we should all be very excited about it and what it can do, I'm joined by the Chief Commercial Officer for Sigfox South Africa, and that's Sumesha Naidu. Sumesha, thanks for coming into the studio. It's great to see you. Thank you, Duncan, and nice to meet you, and thanks for having me. Pleasure. Now, I'm actually quite excited about IoT technology personally, because I know what what some of the applications that this can be used for, but we're going to explore this in quite a bit more detail today. But I thought it might be useful. Um, everyone hears the term IoT bandied around, around all the time, but there will be people watching and listening to the show mm-hmm. who don't know what it really is. Can you give us the sort of the basics of what IoT is and why it's exciting? So IoT stands for Internet of Things, and very basic at a very very basic level, it allows you to connect devices and sensors and physical assets to the to the network. Mm-hmm. So. Previously, assets that could did not have a voice, that did not have a life, through uh, smart devices, you now can connect it digitally to the internet. Okay. That's what IoT is in a very basic form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's so much excitement about this. Why are people so excited about IoT? What is it? What can it do that you can't, for example, do with a cellular network? So so the, the traditional cellular networks um, play a very uh, good role in ensuring that you can get... Um, high data um, moved between you know, devices in terms of uh, if it's video mm-hmm. or if it's voice. Uh, they consume a lot of uh, data and you need a big data pipe for that. Right. They're designed to do that. Designed to do that, yes. And that's where the value is, you know, because when we all want to use all of these social apps. Yeah. Where IoT comes in is that when you start to look at um, Internet of Things mm-hmm. and when you want to look at uh, sending devi- or data for very specific um, requirements at low power requirements mm-hmm. where you now don't have, you have power constraints that you don't necessarily have available power. You have assets that are moving. That's where IoT comes in with its value. And generally you would find that IoT applications are battery operated devices and sensors ah. that are connected to physical assets. Okay, right. And these batteries in these devices, because this network is so low power, they can be left for years, right? That's correct. So the beauty of it is that um, sometimes you can have a lithium battery, a mm-hmm. battery that can, you know, if a double AA, A, triple A, a watch battery, as mm-hmm. an example, in some of these devices. And the way IoT generally works is it's different to conventional GSM, like a uh, cell phone, right? Because generally your cell phone is constantly on, constantly searching for a mm-hmm. network. Um, it's it's pinged to a network and it gets authority from the network to speak. Mm -hmm. The beauty of IoT and specifically Sigfox is that the device can sleep and then on a specific event happening, Mm -hmm. like a temperature threshold or a movement, Uh it then wakes up, it triggers, it sends a message and it goes back to sleep. Mm -hmm. So that's why you can get in certain instances five years, up to eight years in certain instances, 10 years with Sigfox-enabled devices. Okay. So is it mainly used for, for tracking? Would a, would a farmer, for example, put one on his cows yeah. and, and so he knows where they are and, and, uh, and what they're up to and it could send him alerts if they wander outside a certain area, for example? So, so let me talk you through mm-hmm. that. Let me talk you through that use case. Sure. So uh, cattle tracking is a big 
market for us in the mm-hmm. agricultural space. Also, um, uh, crop monitoring in oh, terms yeah. of humidity uh, in the soil, in terms of uh, your uh, um, you know your irrigation systems, as an example. So, uh, what you would find uh, generally is that to put up a um, an IoT network, you would have to go and physically set up your own network in the country. Yeah. Where Sigfox comes in as value is that we provide the IoT network and it's the open, only open access network in the country. So if you're a farmer, all you've got to do is you've got to partner with a solution provider that can provide you those Sigfox-enabled devices and you can then stick them onto your animals. And generally, you don't need to put them onto all your animals. You can put them onto onto maybe one or two in your herd. Sure. And then that gives you data analytics then to track your herd, you know, mm-hmm. whether they're going, obviously, you know, depending on the type of animal. Yeah. So, so, so that's where we see the, the uh, um, sort of a, a good market for us. But we've also, there's lots of other use cases. So just to give you an example, you know, you speak of asset tracking. Um, so let me start there. Um, you know, in the, um, in the vehicle tracking space, uh, as Sigfox, we're not a primary uh, technology, because the beauty of, of of IoT is that you can have convergence, multiple mm-hmm. technologies that work seamlessly together. So you find generally fleet management um, systems consume a lot of data. You mm-hmm. know, people want lots and lots of data per second uh, uh, tracking. So generally, the GSM solutions are there for fleet management. Okay. For Sigfox, where we become, we are generally sometimes and. Um, in most instances, the secondary technology, because what happens is the benefit of our technology is that it's not easily jammable. All right. So what happens is when a vehicle then goes into recovery mode, we become the tra- primary for those uh-huh. uh, companies that use us. We become then the primary technology for vehicle recovery. So, so that's uh, an area. Another area for us that's big, we see in the supply chain and logistics space. If you think about supply chain and logistics, I mean, there's various use cases. There's cold chain monitoring. Mm -hmm. There's actual asset tracking of what we call returnable transport packaging. The likes of your pallets, high value pallets, Mm. bins, steel roller cages. So now what starts to happen is that we can now start to, to add on or install mobile or battery-operated devices to these moving assets, Mm -hmm. which you couldn't necessarily do before, right? You can now also, the fact that the batteries are low, uh, are smaller, they consume low power, they are smaller, you can conceal these these devices Mm -hmm. within within certain of your assets so that they're not so um, easily noticeable. Other use cases for us in the country, utilities, we have over 200,000 smart water meters that's connected across the country um, by municipalities as well as within the private sector. And that gives lots of value to to the municipalities themselves um, for revenue collection, for provisioning of, of water supply for residents, uh, for just for also understanding what what the usage is in, in the various communities. Sounds like a prerequisite for a smart city. Correct, mm. yes. So So, you know, I always say, to uh, to CIOs and CTOs, one of the things that IoT does, and especially where Sigfox value proposition is, is that we help you take your digital transformation journey from PowerPoints to actual implementation. Mm-hmm. And it works through load shedding, works. which is yes. <laughs> yes. added bonus, of course. All right, let's talk about the history of uh, Sigfox in South Africa. Um, Dark Fiber Africa, which... Uh, 
is part of um, CIVH, which is ultimately uh, controlled, I think, by Remgro, although there is some shakeup going on in that group at the moment. They launched a company called Squid Squidnet about six or seven years ago, I think it was. 2016. 2016, yeah, about seven years ago. And uh, they built the Sigfox network in South Africa, but they weren't able to make it a commercial success. Uh, and they announced, um, I think two years ago now, that they were planning to exit this business unless they could find a solution. And a solution actually came about through Sigfox's customers who were already using the network. But take us through the backstory here. Um, how did Sigfox, and I know some of this may be before your time, but just take us through the history of how Sigfox uh, entered the South African market, the relationship with DFA and Squidnet, what happened, and how you how you rescued the network here in South Africa and where it's going. Okay, I know that's sure. a lot of ground to no, cover. Sure. So I'll, I'll, let's start I'll take it in small chunks. Sure. Okay. So Sigfox originates uh, from the military. It's a it's a military oh. technology. Okay. Right? And uh, it was then there were two founders of the of uh, of the of the technology. It's a French uh, company. French French. Um, technology mm -hmm. so it still is a resident uh, French technology it's actually a French asset mm -hmm. and that also is a there's an amazing story to the global Sigfox story but let me just start um, locally so in 2021 um, Squidnet um, rolled out a business grade network okay. um, and with that there were certain requirements that when you roll out a network you've got to reach 80% within two to three years. That's very, population uh, coverage. Population coverage, yes. We currently have over 92% population coverage, and that's about 55% of, of uh, land mass. Okay. okay. So, Squidnet built a, an exceptional network. Um, unfortunately, at that point in time, there was various global things happening. Mm -hmm. One, we all know, COVID came. Mm -hmm. Then came kind of the economic downturn that was associated with, with COVID. And unfortunately, the uptake in IoT was not as uh, prominent mm -hmm. globally. Okay, So it was both at a South African level as well as at a global level that the we were in kind of a, a turmoil as, mm -hmm. as an economic sector. So um, Squidnet then in 2021 um, went through a difficult time and, and obviously there were certain strategic dis uh, decisions that were taken by then, um, which was uh, DFA, Dark Fiber Africa, and obviously the shareholder being CIVH. And as a single shareholder, it was, I mean, you, if you looked at that entire asset, it was quite a significant asset to deploy, mm. right? You've mentioned and that you have about 1,500 base stations correct. around the country. Yes, we have that's about a big 50, network. That's a big network. Mm. I mean, you can compare us to a, a, a telco. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, we have high-grade sites nationally, and as I said, there was a performance level to ensure that we meet the rollout. And we actually did. Up until today, South Africa stands as a global standard within the Sigfox group for a deployment of, of the network. Mm -hmm. So um, what happened, um, CIVH then decided, okay, this is not sustainable for, for them for various reasons. And an amazing story, three of the biggest customers came in to what you call rescue the network, mm -hmm. Right. And so if you look at Fidelity ADT being one of the biggest security companies and service providers in the country, they came in and decided that they would uh, want to take a, a stake in the business. Uh, you all know Discovery uh, as a uh, insurance and financial services company as mm -hmm. well as uh, health 
services provider, also a big user of the technology, uh, also came in and bought a percentage stake into the business. Macrocom, which is a big utilities systems integrator in the country, also who has over 200,000 water meters mm. um, on, on, on the network, uh, also came in and, and bought a, a percentage stake. And then the CI and CIVH still remains a, a shareholder because it's a strategic uh, asset for them as well. And they still remain in the business. And then we also have Buffett, a group called Buffett Investments, who's a, um, a um, venture capital firm, funding firm. They've came in and they've also uh, procured 20%. Buffett Investments, wasn't that the business that at one point was looking at Cell C? Uh, they do have some interest. Uh, yes, they do have interest in other so it's telcos. It's the same entity. It's the same entity. Yeah, yes. there's a billionaire so behind it. I forget his name. That's correct. Reclusive billionaire. Yes. What is his name? I've forgotten. Uh, I think it's Jonathan Bear. Jonathan Bear, yeah, that's, that's right. Great. Yeah, he was talking to Celsi for ages and eventually walked away. I'm not sure what the story was there, but he's very, very reclusive and doesn't do media interviews. But that's an aside. Um, so, so this, the customers came in and 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 effectively rescued this business. Um, does anyone have control now, or are they all equal shareholding? So, um, within I would say relatively equal share mm-hmm. uh, amongst the five shareholders, which is great because you have uh, now you ensure that. Um, you know, there's when your customers start. Uh, so, firstly, I must say that uh, Sigfox remains an open access network, mm-hmm. right? So, what it means is that it's fair play, fair principles for for everyone and that uses the network. So, uh, from a from a shareholder perspective, it's it's great where customers come in because now you can ensure the sustainability of the network, you can ensure longevity, and you can also ensure continuous investment and improvement in the network. Mm-hmm. So, just this year, we have significant uh, investment in terms of densification. As I said to you, we've got a thousand five hundred odd high sites this year alone. We're deploying another hundred mm. sites. Um, Where are you putting those in out of interest? So based on we, so we follow the it's follow the customer principle. So we okay. we obviously look at where. Um, where the uh, so so the beauty of Sigfox, you can always see where your devices are on the network. Mm-hmm. Um, it's transparent. We're transparent as a user. You you'll be able to see where your devices are communicating from to which tower or towers because in in the Sigfox environment in terms of our protocol uh, we guarantee that in the urban areas up to three of our high sites will pick up a message at any given point mm-hmm. we also um, are due to load shedding load shedding is Load shedding does bring some complexity, but it also brings some unique uh, business solutions. So, um, as I said, you know, as Sigfox, we consume very low power. Mm-hmm. One of our base stations consumes around sixty watts. Mm-hmm. Okay, this, uh, like a light bulb. Light bulb. Or so, so, mm-hmm. so it's it, it's not uh, high consuming um, uh, tech. So that's where we can now bring innovative solutions, solar powered solutions, mm-hmm. battery redundancy um, solutions, as well as uh, the areas that we're following are generally where we're starting to see what we call single cover devices, where we always want to ensure that up to three base stations cover your mm-hmm. your messages from a redundancy perspective, because Sigfox South Africa, we also operate on a service level base. So we're the only network that provides a service level and we get monitored by Sigfox Global for that. Okay. And we then report on those stats monthly. All right. Yep. Right. Okay. As, and Sigfox Globally, have they taken any share in this local business? So let me just also share with you. So the global Sigfox business was also purchased. Uh, oh, was, was it? Yes, it was purchased at the point in time when 
Sigfox South Africa went through um, its turmoil. Um, the global network was also purchased by, and that was also there's a you know there's a great story out there. Uh, as I said, it's a French asset, still remains a French asset. So one of the uh, founder employees of of Sigfox Global, mm-hmm. who then left Sigfox to go and set up his own uh, operator in Taiwan and Singapore, um, that entity called Unibus then. Which oh, then bought mm. then bought the Sigfox um, technology stack within. Okay, and it's growing. We've um, there's over seventy three countries now where you can find the Sigfox uh, network. Wow. And and one of the beauties is that you can roam. Um, you know, wherever we have um, a network, your device can roam on on the network, mm-hmm. provided that it's within the certain uh, radio frequency or in the certain zone communication zone then it will it will be able okay. to okay okay so squidnet had a tough time making this work is the network is this business commercially sustainable now and if so what are you doing differently so what we're doing differently now is that you know with unibus coming in uh, the business model has changed a bit um, mm-hmm. you know they've now started to real relax some of the uh, constraints around the way you do business. So as Unibus themselves being a system integrator and a solution provider, Mm -hmm. they started to bring in a lot of solutions into the market and also starting to promote what we call convergence, convergence between technologies. So you now, initially there was a bit of a a turf war going on between the various technologies like Sigfox, LoRa, as an example, NBIoT. Mm-hmm. Now, with, with Sigfox coming in, you'll you'll if you follow the news around the global Sigfox mm-hmm. brand, you'll see Sigfox is promoting convergence, where there's some strategic relationships and uh, deals being done at a global level, where now Sigfox and and LoRa, as an example, can be found on the same chipset, oh, which right. now starts to make your devices cheaper, mm-hmm. which starts to make your use case more better. So you can actually now get more. Uh, coverage with with the same device, so mm-hmm. so so that's one of the things that's happening at a at a global level. At a local level, with the shareholders coming in, all, obviously you know it starts to infuse a new uh, mindset, new idea to grow the business. Uh, strangely enough, since the relaunch, I'm proud to say that we've grown thirty percent in the last year in terms of our activations. Okay, um, we we have just under a million registered devices on our network which means that you know these devices already certified a million in south africa yeah a million in south africa wow. 12 million globally sigfox on the global on the network and our run rate each month is around 12000 net new connections a month so um yes definitely we want you know the the consultants will tell you about the billions of connected devices mm. we want to get there and i firmly believe that we are on that trajectory Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Twelve thousand net new connections a month. That's yeah. uh, that's pretty impressive. What what are what are they, what are they mostly being used for? What is the main application of the Sigfox network in South Africa? Okay. So currently, where we starting to see the connections coming from, and where the base has been in the last year is home security. Oh yes. So security is a big part of our business. We've become indirectly the de facto security network. Uh, you know, if you think of Fidelity ADT being in, in, in as a shareholder, mm-hmm. they're starting to move what uh, what would be traditionally their own networks that right. security companies would have to 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 lay down, maintain, have the technicians. We now do what I very simply call the heavy lifting around networks. Mm-hmm. So we do that. Um, personal security, 
um, is also starting to, you know, if you follow the news, you start to see now there's more uh, focus on personal security. So we're starting to see a lot of uh, good solutions coming out in the personal security space. Uh, and, and I think, you know, you'll start to see that uh, being launched um, more visibly, yeah. uh, you know, over the coming months. Also, um, as I said to you in the, in the vehicle recovery space, um, we are also, also big utilities. We've been very successful in water metering. Mm -hmm. Okay. In the country, as I said to you, we've got over, over 200,000 uh, water meters across various municipalities. Another where we're going to start to see a new growth for us is the, in the electricity metering space. Oh, yeah. So traditionally that space was kind of dominated by the GSM space, mm -hmm. you know, because wherever you have an electricity meter, you have, uh, you know, you have power. It's the reason right? the cellular networks Correct. can't switch off their yes. 2G infrastructure Correct. because yes. all of this relies on it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so what's starting to come now mm. is that there's starting to come some new patents and some new some new solutions in the electricity metering space. And that we see as a big growth market for us. And and that's good because what what happens is that it helps local government. It helps us achieve what what government wants to do in terms of providing cost-effective solutions to masses of people. Another big growth market for us is the logistics and supply chain. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in South Africa, cold chain monitoring is, is important, especially for um, not only within South Africa, but also globally, you know, for, for those of our farmers that are exporting, right. that are starting to look at, you know, where they need to ensure the integrity of the cold chain from, from the farm. All the way important in load shedding conditions. Correct. Yeah. Yes, mm. and you know if you if you know if you stand if you go through some of our our own local retailers, they also start to guarantee um, the supply chain and the and the cold chain, and they do that using the Sigfox network, mm -hmm. right? So and 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 for farmers, it's important because we help them um, move product from South Africa from locally into Europe, which has high or very high standards uh, in, in, in respect to uh, maintenance of uh, or maintaining the, um, mm. uh, the food chain, the quality of mm -hmm. the food chain. And that's where we see uh, the big growth. You also spoke of commoditized uh, IoT, mm -hmm. right? Um, not known to everyone. You can find a lot of solutions, uh, Sigfox solutions mm -hmm. that are available to you as a, as a, as a, you know, a homeowner that can purchase, you don't have to go through. Uh, well, I was going to ask yeah. about this specifically because this is, I'm really interested in this personally. Um, if, if I go to take a lot or to Incredible Connection today, can I buy a Sigfox IoT device in any of those stores? So let me, um, let me give you some examples. Mm -hmm. So you can go to take a lot and you can buy a, you can buy a uh, smart meter, yeah. water meter that you can then install into your, into your home, okay. use your own plumber. And um, you get a monitoring app with that and that you can purchase through through Takealot. You could also, um, uh, we also have one of our channel partners who's developed a uh, the PoolSense, yeah. which for example, you, you, you buy the device at a local hardware mm -hmm. or you can buy it online through Takealot and you then stick it into your pool, you get an app, you can start start monitoring the quality of your pH levels. Okay. So then you can start 
doing that. Um, also, what you if you know the security shop, which is you know where you can buy uh, goods, you now can buy a Sigfox enabled um, a RoboGuard as an example. You know that can communicate through Sigfox. You know through some of our channel partners that have built these solutions. So security will be a big area, and yeah. just because of the level of crime in South Africa, I mean consumers are going to be listening to this, watching this this interview and thinking, well, you know, I could protect my laptop by putting, you know, like a small device at the bottom of my laptop bag or maybe I could hide something in my car to track my vehicle. Are people doing that? So for for assets, yes, you can buy um, you can buy Sigfox devices. I mean, so in South Africa, just to give you an example, in South Africa, there's um, 74 um, certified Sigfox devices that have been developed locally. Mm-hmm. Globally, there's over a thousand. Right, seventy-four developed in South Africa. In South Africa, yeah. So um, you know, a great story also for South Africa. We are the third highest um, in the Sigfox table uh, of um, produced certified devices. Amazing. So it's amazing. So it it shows you the level of skills, the level of competence, and the level of knowledge that exists within the South African ecosystem. We have over seventy channel partners. Uh, Sigfox certified channel partners that then we who we work with mm-hmm. who then build solutions to then help them to to service their customers. Okay, okay. So if, just take me through this how, how this works. If I if I buy one of these water meters, for example, from uh, Take a Lot mm-hmm. or from wherever I happen to buy it, uh, install it, um, and then I'm making use of the Sigfox network. Do I need to pay a monthly fee to Sigfox? How does that work? So normally, what happens is that our channel partners will take that. Um, take that burden and okay. take that fee for you because you know there's there's some work that needs to be done on the back end right okay. um so you would purchase so they would offer it as a subscription service either either as a monthly service or a or a contract mm-hmm. depending on how how they contract and how they sell their service but it will normally be bundled within the service mm-hmm. we also have within the ecosystem what we call uh channel partners who provide device as a service who you know their core competency is in manufacturing hardware, so they will just provide hardware that they will then on sell to other partners that would look at system integrating that into their solution. So you find various types of channel partners. So as an example, within our ecosystem, we have hardware uh, manufacturers, we have component distributors to ensure that the ecosystem and the supply is, is stable. We have um, software developers, because we have system integrators, and we also have some resellers that then, when we look at package solutions, mm-hmm. that, that then take package solutions and then on-sell to their customers. Yeah. So there's various go-to models that are available. Okay, okay. Um, do you, as Sigfox South Africa, though, work exclusively through your uh, channel partners or do you engage directly with end user customers as well? So um, in South Africa, the model has always been to work with channel partners. We've got a, ex- an extensive uh, range of, of channel partners that vary across multiple sectors. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could think of us as a wholesaler of IoT network. Mm-hmm. That's, that's our primary core function. What we do, though, is that we also support the network in bringing in some devices, bringing in some software to stimulate the market and support the market where um, that there might not necessarily be that penetration locally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then lastly, Sumeshan, I just really wanted to get an idea of the um, of the, the technologies that are out there because you hear terms like NB-IoT, you hear Sigfox, you hear LoRa, you've mentioned. Uh, these are all competing IoT standards, are they? Sigfox is a standard. It's a protocol. Developed by Sigfox. It's a protocol, protocol. yes. Yeah. Okay, and these other things are also protocols. The mobile networks are rolling out NB-IoT, uh, which I, I take it has some advantages and some disadvantages relative to Sigfox and LoRa, for example. W- where, where do these three technologies fit into the market exactly? And and why should um, businesses and consumers consider Sigfox over, say, an MBIOT solution? Okay. So, you know, I'll try to answer your, your question responsibly. As Sigfox globally and Sigfox South Africa, we always promote convergence to ensure that we provide a best Um, package solution to a customer, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, various technologies have their benefits. So when you, if you look at the competing technologies and if you look specifically with an IoT, one generally looks for two criteria. One, the distance that you need to communicate. Uh, If you think about, uh, you know, um, Bluetooth, Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi, are generally short-range communication. Uh, but you're now starting to get Bluetooth five, uh, uh, you know, Bluetooth five or five which you now can probably look at slightly mm-hmm. longer uh, outdoor communication. But that's primarily been in the indoor communication. RFID, as an example, even barcode, you know, the the traditional yeah. barcode, you know, the the true story is still also a, a a technology within the stack. So when you're looking at the distance or the range that you want to communicate and then also the power requirements. Remember, we always come back to power requirements. That's critical. Especially in IoT. So when you start to look at low power, long range, you generally have... So so let's start. Low power, uh, low range, Mm you would look at Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, those type of technologies, right? Generally in the indoor space, but you could also use them in outdoors as an example. If you look at um, um, high power, you know, long range, then you're going to look at kind of your GSM space Mm -hmm. where you need to have like your mobile device, you need, it needs to be charged regularly or it needs to be, as an example, a fleet management device, it needs to be powered permanently. And then where you start to find that you're looking at low power, long range, mm-hmm. you then find uh, technologies like um, Sigfox and LoRa. Mm-hmm. So you can also, if you want to, Sigfox and LoRa are sister technologies. The only kind of, uh, there's some subtle differences. One in that um, um, LoRa is generally more a closed network, if you think about it. Uh, deployed for very specific use cases. Okay. Although there's certain instances where you do find global networks that are deployed uh, on um, national networks, rather on on LoRa, and the the benefit of Sigfox is mm-hmm. that wherever Sigfox um, operates, it is an open access network. It is global. It allows you the ability that you don't have to provide your own network infrastructure. You don't have to provide your own maintenance technicians. You don't have to provide your own service level. And what and and what you get with Sigfox is that you get device management. So uh, from the time that a device gets onto, an, onto our network, you can manage your device through to the backhaul, which we then ensure from a service level. We provide a global cloud-based solution. So all we do is that we very simply take the heavy lifting, we 
uh, take your, we allow your device to communicate through our network. We package, we help you package that um, that message in small bytes, and we compute that message. We transmit that data for you to your um, to your end server wherever it mm-hmm. sits. So mm-hmm. we don't necessarily um, touch your message. We don't see your message. All we do is that we provide a secure mm-hmm. uh, tunnel to to, uh, to transmit your message. Okay, okay. and it, and we help you convert it from an RF to an IP signal. Just lastly, Sumeshan, how do you see the IoT market in South Africa developing for the rest of this decade? You know, um, if, if if the last year is anything for us to go by, um, I can only see that uh, IoT in general is starting to see its trajectory growth path. Um, you know, South Africa has a lot of challenges, but the beauty is that we can help solve those challenges. Mm-hmm. And IoT can solve those challenges. As I said to you, we can help government with smart cities. We can help municipalities with revenue collection. We can help citizens with safety. And also with citizens starting to take uh, control of their own usage. Mm-hmm. You know, it is important. Uh, water usage, electricity usage, consumption is is everyone's responsibility. And, and as citizens, we should become more aware. We should become more knowledgeable, mm-hmm. and IoT helps that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also starting to see that, you know, um, there's there's a lot of uh, CIOs and CTOs who sit with challenges in that we hear of digital transformation, uh, we understand the constraints of how do we then easily implement uh, some of these solutions, and IoT can be that uh, medium to achieve digital transformation in organizations and more importantly, achieve business value because that's fundamentally and ultimately what we we are here for, to help uh, drive business value using technology. It was certainly a bumpy start for IoT in South Africa, but it does sound to me like a submission that uh, that things are on the right track now and this technology actually has huge potential uh, uh, across and it really is... um, you know, up to your imagination to decide what you can do with this stuff, right? That's correct, yeah. Great. Sumeshan, we don't do enough of that absolutely. imagination. Yeah, for sure. Sumeshan Naidu is Chief Commercial Officer at Sigfox South Africa. Thanks for sharing your insights with Tech Central. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Thank you.